You're listening to Hilltop History with your hosts, JJ and Al. Meet the people who make history come alive at Fort Henry National Historic Site. Join us as we explore 19th century garrison life, drums, guns, and secrets past. So polish your boots, shine your buttons, and let's begin. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Hilltop History. Today's very special because it's our bonus episode. We just had to do one final one for this season. We're all in for such a treat today. Isn't that right, JJ? You bet, Al. This is our ninth episode of our inaugural season, Military Melodies. You are in for a beautiful concert today. It's all about music. And we're going to be hearing some great things. A little bit of music from Al. My favorite classical composer is Ludwig van Beethoven. I actually have a bust statue of him in my music room at home. I just love playing the piano and having Beethoven look over me. Because he has a great quote, and it's that music is a higher revelation than all wisdom and philosophy. And it's uh, and that's just true, because it. Music just speaks to you and explains the world in such a unique way. It's something that I just couldn't imagine living without in my life. And you won't ever have to. Not while you're working at Fort Henry, that's for sure. Music fills its limestone walls throughout the year and it's just an amazing experience whether you work there, whether you're a visitor, it's incredible. And music is a universal language. And today we will be chatting with someone who is involved with a special new musical group of the Fort Henry Guard. For today's episode, we'll be switching things up a bit and playing some amazing music. We'll be listening to beautiful a cappella vocal renditions of hymns and songs. I just can't wait. I'm jumping out of my seat, Jamie. <laughs> okay, Al, okay, don't worry. We'll get to it in just one second. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome our guest, Mr. Nick Lennox, Corporal in the Fort Henry Guard with guard number 2280. Welcome, Nick. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, thank you, Alex. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you. Before we get into listening to some beautiful music, we want to know all about you. So, Nick, tell us, what's your Fort Henry story, per se? What's been your job at the fort, and how have you been involved? I joined with the Guard of 2016 in the drums in the, of the Fort Henry Guard, which is to say that I was playing, uh, playing fife and doing military drill and guiding tours and things like that. Uh, I'm not from Kingston originally, so when I moved here, uh, Fort Henry was kind of unknown to me. I'm from Guelph, and I really wanted to make a point of staying in Kingston, really getting to know the city, and really kind of falling in love with this new place that I was in. So I heard about the job at Fort Henry from some pals of mine who were marching in the Queen's Bands, which is a, a marching band similar in style to the Fort Henry Guard, but not quite as historic. You know, we play saxophones and flutes and uh, bagpipes and what have you. So... I asked my buddies about this job that they were talking about. They were like, hey, do you want to get paid to be in a marching band? And I said, yeah, I do. And they said, you're going to get yelled at all day. <laughs> and I said, I can live with that. That's totally fine. So I ended up staying with the guard for about four years. It was a really great experience for me because, um, I mean, at first I was thinking, this is a gig. I'm studying music. I should take this, right? Um, but eventually, uh, as maybe you've touched on in other episodes, as you stay at the fort, you work your way up through the ranks a little bit. 
And uh, I was privileged enough to find myself in a teaching position for a couple of years as a non-commissioned officer or a supervisor. And that was really important to me because I also studied education at Queens and I uh, have trained to become a teacher. So Fort Henry was really, really important for my development uh, as an educator as well. And it's been overwhelmingly a positive experience since. Kingston is definitely an easy city to fall in love with. It's just beautiful and just rich with history and culture. Vocal music is an important part of the garrison at the fort. Tell us what the purpose of vocal music is at Fort Henry. You know, we've heard a lot about the fifes and the drums and the bugles, but what about the singing? You know, why did soldiers sing uh, while they were at the fort? Well, singing is a little bit different than uh, the fife and drum and bugle, just like you've mentioned. It's not necessarily functional in the same way. It's not used as a communication tool like a bugle call might be. It's not used to relay orders on the battlefield like a, a drum might be, but it is nonetheless important. Singing first and foremost was a big morale booster. You can sing while you're on parade, while you're working to pass the time. You can sing out in the field. You can sing out at the pub with your comrades. It's a big way to connect with people. And it's also a way of sharing culture. I mean, not just amongst yourselves and your own regiment, but think about the fact that at Fort Henry, there were regiments of varying backgrounds stationed there. There were English regiments, Welsh regiments, Scotch regiments, all of these people were there with their own songs, sharing their own culture amongst one another. This was a way for them to get to know each other. This was a way for them to connect with one another. Um, it's also worth noting that, that faith is a huge aspect of things. Uh, at the fort, soldiers were religious, well, not just at the fort, they were religious everywhere. Um, in fact, they, there was a chaplain at the fort, they sang hymns, they had services. So soldiers would have been singing uh, regularly uh, hymns. They would have been singing hymns. And hymns are, are interesting because they are, for the most part, at least in the Anglican tradition, designed to be easy to sing. They're often written in four-part harmony, which is to say that no matter what your vocal range is, you should be able to sing one of those parts. They're designed to be very consonant and not too complex so that they're accessible. And they're designed to be a way to worship, right? And everyone should be, in theory, able to participate in that. So Soldiers could sing. You didn't have to be a professional singer to sing at a, at a mass. You could sing whenever you'd like. And I cannot wait any longer to hear some singing. So let's dive into our first recording today. Our first piece today is a traditional Irish song from the late 1800s called Wild Mountain Time. The text is by William McPeak, and it is arranged by Colin Watts of the Fort Henry Guard. Wild Mountain Time is a variant on the traditional Irish folk song, The Braes of Balk Hither. It was dedicated to McPeak's first wife. And interestingly, the last verse was actually written by his son after McPeak remarried. Here is Wild Mountain Time. Oh, the summertime has come and the trees
Aww. I have so many goosebumps. Yeah. Thank you. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, that one's one of my favorites that we've done. Fantastic. So, Nick, we want to learn more about this chamber choir. I've heard you perform in the chamber choir, and it is an experience like none other. So for those that are listening that have not been to Fort Henry to witness this, uh, come and see us in 2021. Um, so tell us, Nick, what is the Fort Henry Guard Chamber Choir? So we are a small vocal ensemble, very similar to a barbershop quartet. We have the same instrumentation, two tenors, two basses. But I say similar because there would not have been barbershop quartets in 1867. We do focus on historic military music, folk music, and hymns. Uh, and these are often arranged by our own members. All of us are trained in classical voice leading. Most of us studied music. So we get the privilege to arrange some of our own music and others we find in, in hymnals and make sure that they are accurate to the time. Uh, admittedly, we sing through a bit more contemporary of a lens than a group might have in 1867. And I don't just say that because it's almost a barbershop quartet. I mean, in the way that we perform, you can hear in some of the inflection a little bit more of a modern inflection when you listen to the lead, for example, which is Lance Corporal Watts. And there's a little less emphasis on using like tons of, vibra of uh, vibrato, for example. It's more to do with uh, the blend because that let us get the best sound that we can out of the spaces that we were performing in. Our next piece is called Rock of Ages Cleft for Me. The text is by Augustus M. Toplady from 1776 and was set to music by Thomas Hastings in 1850. It is based on biblical text Psalm 9422 and is supposedly inspired by a real rock face where Reverend Toplady took shelter from a violent storm in Mendip Hills, England. Let's take a listen. Rock of
Oh, so, so lovely. Now, where was Thank that you. recorded in Fort Henry? The acoustics are just incredible. I have goosebumps. <laughs> so we recorded that in the powder magazine of Fort Henry, which is more contemporarily used as the goat pen for a mascot, David. Tell us a little bit more here. How did the Fort Henry Guard Chamber Choir start? And maybe also share uh, some performances that they have been part of. The Fort Henry Guard Chamber Choir very much started as kind of a what if moment. And I'll clarify that by saying in, in some other episodes, you've touched on how intense it is to be a Fort Henry Guard and how much time that we spend practicing drill, practicing music, practicing historical knowledge, really um, barbershop quartet style harmonies aren't the top of the list of priorities usually. But nonetheless, it ended up happening because one of our singers was designated to sing O Canada at every sunset ceremony on every Wednesday of uh, the later part of the summer. And that was lovely. He's a great singer. But one day he came to us, uh, me and the rest of the chamber choir and said, hey, boys, what if we sang this with four people <laughs> instead of one? Right. And so, again, we had to practice this. We had to audition. We had to like prove that it was even worthwhile to do. But with some effort, we were able to pull off a really good arrangement of O Canada. And this was really well received at the sunset ceremonies. We got loads of compliments. People really, really liked it. And following that, we got asked by none other than Alex McLean to perform at a music themed event called Cadence. And this we were like, this is our shot, boys. This is the big gig. <laughs> we got to prepare for this. So. That's what we did. We arranged a few more pieces. We practiced our faces off and we got to sing as part of this thing. It was a real highlight of the summer for us. Uh, that was our big, our big gig for the whole summer. Uh, one other one that we got to do that summer was the Fort Henry Guard Awards Ceremony. And that was, at least for me, a personal highlight because we sang very well there, but it was also kind of an emotional time. That's a time where you're really celebrating your peers. You're really connecting with one another over your achievements over all the summer. So we got to we got to sing there and that was really, really special. Beyond that, uh, our most recent project has been this podcast. We have been recording music so that we can share it with everyone uh, back at Fort Henry. Awesome. And we're gonna hear another piece by the Fort Henry Guard Chamber Choir. And you might hear this uh, also sung by just some of the soldier interpreters uh, of the Fort Henry Guard when you visit the fort. The song is called Men of Harlech. It's a traditional Welsh song, first published in 1794. This rendition you're gonna hear was arranged by our esteemed guest here, Mr. Nicholas Lennox. Men of Harlech was used as a regimental march for many Welsh regiments, and it's still used today. It describes the seven-year siege of Harlech Castle between 1461 and 1468. Here is Men of Harlech.
Oh, that's great. I love it. <laughs> that is so cool. I love that. I can see how it was used as a regimental march song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was quite, uh, you know, an easy one to march to. Just keeps the beat going, keeps the cadence, and kind of keeps the spirits up too, right? Just the way, the way it sounds. Hearing the Fort Henry Guard Chamber Choir sing, Nick, you can just hear the passion and the hard work that you guys all put into it to sound so great. Tell us what the most rewarding part of, you know, preparing and rehearsing the music is, and also what the most challenging part is. I'm a huge music nerd. I really, really love the whole process of doing it. And personally, that joy of music making is often enough for me. It's kind of why I do it. I do it for the sake of, of music for the most part. I am privileged to sing with a group of guys in the chamber choir who are not only really skilled and really professional, but also equally passionate about it. And so that's a very driving force for me when it comes to singing with that group. Um, on, on a broader scale, there's also some aspects of music making that I really, really value that are beyond the music itself, like the collaboration that comes with it. It's a real team experience making music together, and it's really a good way to develop a bond with other people. Um, the community aspect that comes with that is, is very important to me, and it's something that I've been missing actually a whole lot since we've all been stuck inside, you know. Um, and performing is, is just so much fun. It's exhilarating. It's, it's really, really addicting, uh, especially when you go through the process of learning the music and you, you rehearse it and you work on this thing and you want to present it. Um, I would say one of the biggest challenges is probably time because musicians are a busy lot and they're always out making music. <laughs> they're always occupying themselves with some other thing to be singing and some other thing to be playing. I'm guilty of this. I'm in like a handful of bands. It's, it's nuts. But uh, going beyond that, it's always worth it, um, especially with these guys. I mentioned earlier, we arrange our own repertoire and that, for example, is another journey that's like both a challenge and a reward because you spend all of this time arranging and then you spend all of this time rehearsing. But eventually through that process, like you get to bring this piece of art to life. You get to really take something from nothing, from like just the confines of your head and put it out there in the world. And then you get to sing it with your friends. And then when you get really good at it, you get to put it out even further into the world and sing it in front of people. And like every step of the way is just its own reward. Very special. Okay, so this next song is a famous drinking song, but sometimes it was actually sung as a nursery rhyme as well. It remained popular as late as the 1920s and was allegedly sung by British soldiers at the Battle of El Hamed, Sudan in 1897. Feast your ears on the owl. I love this one. It is from Thomas Ravenscroft's Deuteromelia, 1607, arranged by Colin Watts of the Fort Henry Guard. Of all the great birds that ever I see, the owl is the fairest in her degree. For all the day long she sits in a tree, and when the night comes, so with all is she. To wake, to hold, to whom drinks thou, sir, nay, to thee. This song is well sung, I make you a vow.
That is so much fun. I love it. Yeah. And finally, I know it's been a lot of hard work, of course, in your time at Fort Henry and launching the chamber choir, of course, but I imagine you also have some unique and maybe notable stories or fun memories, creative, uh, anything you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, of course. Um, again, Fort Henry is a really intense place when you're learning historic military drill and history, but there comes a point in the summer where things start to look like you might have a little bit of leeway with how exactly you do things and whether or not that's true is debatable sometimes depending on who you ask. But my favorite things that have happened with the vocal music at Fort Henry have all been those like late summer experiences where we have a little bit of freedom. Like we, uh, in the chambers, in the chamber choir, we kind of antagonize the Fort Henry's drill squad uh, a little bit because they also sing, they sing on parade. And they do a very good job of it. It's very functional for what they do. It shows like military bombast. It shows fortitude and whatnot. But it would be highly impractical for those guys to sing four-part harmony while they're marching. So we like to kind of like joke around with them and be like, hey, boys, bet you can't do this, right? And when we're singing their songs reasonably, like we took Men of Harlech from the drill squad. They used to sing it on parade all the time. Um, another one that they sing, which really, really makes me laugh, um, is uh, Pop Goes the Weasel. <laughs> and uh, I want to clarify this with the fact that Pop Goes the Weasel is actually historically accurate to 1867. And I found this out in my first year at Fort Henry because someone who I don't remember did the research. They looked this up and they were like, okay, this one's historically accurate. There's no way, there's no way they're going to let us sing this, but uh, it's historically accurate. So one day during a parade, the drill squad, instead of singing Men of Harlech or British Grenadiers or something intimidating or something... Uh, something strong saying pop goes the weasel at full force and <laughs> everyone who was watching lost their minds. We were just dying laughing and thinking like, Oh my God, these guys are singing this children's song. And uh, they got an earful for that. Oh my goodness. They got screamed at, but uh, somehow or another, that song has like worked its way into the Fort Henry Canon. It's where <laughs> people still sing it on the square. <laughs> so uh, that one, has again, it's like those like later summer experiences where uh, we play around with the framework of reality at Fort Henry a little bit. Um, one personal highlight that I can share with vocal music is again that performance at the Fort Henry Guard Awards ceremony. That was a really, really special performance for me because not only were we there celebrating one another, but it was it's also this happens at the end of the summer, so we're all kind of bidding farewell to one another. So one of the pieces that I arranged, which you'll be hearing shortly, I believe, is called The Parting Glass. And that, uh, getting to sing that in front of my friends, uh, just to say, like, thank you for being there this whole time. Thank you for helping me to become the person that I am was uh, really important for me. And I'm excited for you to hear that song. Great. Thanks, Nick. The Parting Glass will indeed be our final song to bid you all adieu for this season of Hilltop History. A little bit about the song. It's a traditional Scottish song from the early 1600s and as Nick said it is arranged by him. The parting glass or stirrup cup in the text refers to a final drink customarily offered to a guest as they're departing. Purportedly, this song was the de facto farewell song sung in Scotland before the infamous Auld Lang Syne known worldwide today. 
As Al mentioned, we would love to leave you with this song. So I will take this time to say thank you so much, Nick Lennox, for joining us today. You are very passionate and inspiring. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you both for having me here. It's been a privilege and I, I'm really grateful for it. Awesome. Yeah. And best of luck in your future musical career. And thank you to all of our listeners who tuned in to our very first season of Hilltop History. We are so grateful for you, and we look forward to a second season. Until next time, listeners. I'm JJ. And I'm Al, and we're standing down with this rendition of The Parting Glass. Oh, Come here.